Quest Gaming Network presents Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Church in my town. It's true. This man has no dick. This man has no dick. Wow. <laughs> Guys, we are recording. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> and we are live. Hello, everyone. No, we're not. We are. Yes, we are. Go check. Check our Twitch channel. So, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. We. <laughs> yeah. What you do, Ray? Hopefully you all know what that movie quotes are from. Uh, yeah, yeah, hopefully we do. Um, if not, uh, that's uh, Ghostbusters. Yep, Ghostbusters. Somebody. That makes me really sad. Uh, what's that? Having to inform somebody what movie that, that's from, very sad. Yeah, it, that is that is very true. And do we, do we have to say, like, the original Ghostbusters, or is do people just I... assume... I think within after five years from now, five to seven years, then we'll have to really, you know, say which movie it's from. Um, but until then, no, we just say Ghostbusters. Okay. Because oh, I had this problem. There's this girl that I met, and Footloose came on the on the speaker, and she said, "Yeah, I like the new Footloose better than the old one." And I, of course, I just stopped to drop what I was, you know, carrying. Like what? Yeah, she. Wait, there's a new Footloose? Apparently, I didn't even know that. But I, I was like, I don't, I, I don't even know this. But it's blasphemy. Is okay? Kevin Bacon in the movie? <laughs> huh? Is Kevin Bacon in the new movie? Oh, I don't think so. If not, he's very close to it, like six degrees away. Six degrees away from it. <laughs> <laughs> Simply by the name. Okay, folks. Well, listen, everyone. Welcome back. This is the 202nd episode of Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Tentatively titled Skyrim OTR, self-referential much. Uh, I am <laughs> I am your host and and fellow Tamrielic traveler Ivarwin, and I am joined by uh, the one, the only uh, Liz, Mistress LeBeau, the uh, the lady in waiting, and and wait she must. How you doing, Liz? Um, I I don't know what I'm not a lady in waiting. No, I you're not. I, I, I'm, we're walking. By the way, folks, we have no notes. We'll get into that in a few minutes, but you're going to be able to tell like these next couple of comments I'm making. I have no idea what I'm talking about. So, <laughs> but uh, you, know you do know what you're talking about, Tamagotchis or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly not, because I never actually had one. I had the knockoff one. Oh, it was very sad because it didn't. It is work very so sad, well. actually. Yeah, and and there were they some... like Neopets or something. Yeah. Yes, I think. Might have been one of those. Anyway, uh, next up on the list is Rob Rage Philosophy, the owner of the only of the only Skyrim Tamagotchi in existence. 
That's right, I do. And speaking of which, I found this mod for Skyrim. It adds boobs. What? (laughs) (laughs) There's plenty of them in the game, guys. (laughs) It just adds them. They're They're floating through the sky. They're on the skeletons. I mean, (laughs) I know. Everything. Everything. You know that that scene from Young Frankenstein where he's lifting his assistant out of the wagon <laughs> and he turns to the door and he says, "What knockers?" Well, now there's knockers on the doors to White Run too. Nice. <laughs> what knockers? Thank you, Head Doctor. Well, well. <laughs> speaking of of Sans knockers, our next host has been working out a lot and looks fantastic. Wow, <laughs> Mike, the Tamrielic historian and knockerless individual. Uh, okay, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. If you could pass all of your, your bras over to me, because I'm gaining weight, whereas you're you're looking fantastic and, and losing it. All right, thank you. So. Um, but <laughs> speaking of movies, though, because we've been on this little theme here, we were done with Thanksgiving, we're sitting around, and my brother is like, hey, we should watch Christmas Vacation. And my dad's like, what's that? And we're like, what do you mean, what's that? He had never seen Christmas Vacation. And then we're explaining to him, he'd never seen a Chevy Chase movie. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Really? Wow. How is that so, possible? Yeah. So now we have a plan for the rest of the holidays here is to watch all of the Chevy Chase movies we can think of. So we're thinking that, you know, Fletch Lives has to be one of them. You know, yes. <laughs> doctor, 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 doctor. <laughs> yeah. That oh, that's fantastic. Fletch... That should be a family tradition. Hey, Griswold, where are you going to put that tree? (laughs) Bend over and I'll show you. (laughs) Wasn't talking to you. (laughs) Good Good Lord. You know, Jenny's got a, uh, she's got a family tradition. She watches that every, every year, um, at least once a year, sometimes multiple times. Yeah, we do that uh, for Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah? Thanksgiving tradition is that it kicks off the Christmas season, Christmas vacation. Yeah. And uh, of course, we've got uh, we've got we've got Rob, who I've already mentioned. So I guess we'll just get into the show. Yeah, we're, oh, lacking, we're lacking two get two hosts. Yeah, we are. There's uh, there's no Zephin. Zephin's at work today. And uh, what's uh, what what was going on with um, Lynn's uh, or the wife's paper? Uh, her yes. final whatever yeah. paper. Yes. The yeah, really important one. Mark's helping yeah, his wife with a term paper of some sort. Yeah. Yep. She's it's, doing the academic thing. That's good. Yeah. Good for Mark. She's getting out of high school next year, so I'm sure. Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say to that because I'm like, well, she looks pretty young, but she's not that. <laughs> I don't know how I feel right now, but it's something like whenever Nickelodeon's on TV. Yeah. The whole... <laughs> what? All right, we're just gonna we're gonna go. Obviously, this is a train wreck, so I apologize. Okay, train wreck. This is what happens when there's no notes. Absolutely. When you don't when you don't give us a very specific path to walk through, we're just gonna be horrible human beings for a while. God, we haven't talked to each other in forever. I know. That's true. And you know what? Rob just had a birthday. I did. Yeah. And Mike's about to have one, and Zephyr's about to have one too. And yep. She forgets to say that she's gonna have one in between. I don't Zephyr forget it. She chooses not to remember it. She's like, I don't want to get any older. No, uh, <laughs> no, because I and wait. mascara running and, you know. Nope, nope. I, I want to wait until everybody else is over. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm closest to Christmas. You better feel sorry for me. Presents. Well, 
let's uh, let's jump into it, guys. Today's record date is Teardos, the twenty eighth of Sun's Dusk, and we've got uh, we've got a great show for you all lined up. If if uh, you're one of our original listeners from uh, many years back, uh, we are going back to our roots on this one. We're going to be talking all things Skyrim, um, including including Skyrim VR, Skyrim Switch. We're mixing in Skyrim Survival Edition. We're going to be talking about these games, and then we're going to be talking, you know, the, the experience that these these games give us, and then of course we're going to be mixing in what what we think. We're going to have a discussion on what we think. Um, Elder Scrolls Six can learn from from these these new editions of of Skyrim, and certainly Rob Skyrim Tamagotchi as well. Yes, um, <laughs> and then uh, maybe maybe a, a, a news item or two from from elder scrolls online been been a little quiet on the western front there what do you what do you say there mike when it comes to eso uh there has been like dribs and drabs of news but like many of them are very much 48 hour special oh it's over and done with too bad yeah but the news piece we do have today is going to be a seven day before it's too late right so we'll uh we'll we'll be in with that in just a minute but first we want to mention our sponsor which is uh, tweakedaudio.com. If you're looking for some brand new earbuds, guys, for for the uh, for the price you're going to pay and the the quality you're going to give, there's there's really there's really no better out there unless you're going to be really sinking a tremendous amount of money into your into your headphones. And even that, I can tell you, um, I've owned lots of different headphones from all varying uh, different prices. Um, I think at one point I actually wasted my money on Turtle Beach headphones. Those things are garbage. Absolute uh, garbage. It depends on what kind. I, I don't know what well, kind the kind I that have. a bar one had, they definitely were. Yeah. Okay. But thank you for at least validating me on that. It was the only pair of Turtle Beach headphones that I had. I spent maybe about $120 on them. This was years ago. This was probably about um, six, seven years ago maybe. Um, right at like, kind of like they were like the height of their popularity, these turtle beach headphones. And I spent $120 on these things and, and they, this, it sounded tinny. The microphone was crap. Um, I didn't really care about the, the console interact to the, the interaction I could use between my PC and my console. I didn't really care about that. I just wanted like really awesome PC headphones. And, um, and, and so the, the turtle beach headphones were just, were just garbage. Um, you could plug them into a cell phone at the time. I mean, it had a lot of various uses to them. However, <laughs> when it came nowadays, to... Nowadays, you can't plug anything into your cell phone. <laughs> right. Because well, you have an iPhone. Yeah, since they um, made made all the uh, the plugs in there proprietary, but... They took the jack off, you know. Tweaked, uh... <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Damn, Mike, freezing much? Jeez. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um, so back to Tweaked Audio, our sponsor. <laughs> um, you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be getting some some amazing deals on on Tweaked Audio. Okay, uh, first of all, the the audio clarity and the quality is really fantastic. Um, you sound like you're you're using, you know, a pair of uh, uh, Bose st- uh, stereo uh, headphones when when you've got when you've got one of these headphones in. Um, the the environmental uh, occlusion is is fantastic. Um, I've often you know done yard work with with my uh, my headphones on uh, my tweaked audio headphones and it's fantastic. Um, I I can hear either my music or a podcast well over the you know the piece of you know motorized yard equipment that I'm using, whether it's a lawnmower or a weed whack or whatever. 
And um, I think that really that really tells the tale here for for tweaked audio is uh, their their audio quality and, and clarity, their noise cancellation is is fantastic. Plus, they're extremely durable, and they've got deal upon deal for you uh, when it comes to purchasing their headphones. When you go to tweakedaudio.com and you purchase a pair of their headphones, they're going to send them to you for free. It comes with a uh, a limited warranty where if something goes wrong, start up a conversation with these guys, and uh, they'll they'll likely send you a, a new pair uh, for free. Uh, if you enter our code off the record, you'll get 33% off the, the order. And now, um, until the weekend, I believe... You can get an extra 10% off on all orders if you use the code BF2017. That's B as in boy, F as in Frank, 2017. BF2017. So for, uh, let's see. Yep. Day after Cyber Monday, get an extra 10% off. So until, uh, I believe until the weekend, all right, you're going to get uh, 43% off your order. Using the code off the record and BF twenty seventeen, pretty uh, pretty pretty awesome stuff. It says it may be combined with other offers as well. So, truth to power, folks. Tweakedaudio.com. All right, um, let's jump into the show, guys. Yes, let's jump into it. Um, now, the the one thing that's uh, that's from like ESO news related, I suppose is um this 10 million stories dungeon event that's that's going on um now i put the link in uh in chat for uh for in our skype channel guys um someone okay, want to uh, before jump on we that? talk about this can we just explain what the 10 million stories thing is because we haven't had a show uh really since it started <laughs> Like, I think they came out with it, like, the day after we released the last uh, Elder Scrolls OTR. Yeah, sure. If it, Yeah, if you think that needs explanation, go ahead, Liz. Oh, no, you guys do it, because I want to know. <laughs> so it's, they've decided to do this, um, I guess it's a Twitter hashtag type of thing, 10 million stories. Uh, but there's a, it's linked to a, a big sweepstakes that they have. Um and so if you go on to elderscrollsonline.com, uh, uh, you can enter the sweepstakes and you sign up using the form. And then they want to hear in um, the various media channels, uh, you know, Twitter, Facebook, things like that, uh, your story as to why you came to Elder Scrolls Online, what you have gained from it, uh, friends you have made, just whatever your story is. And um, they have given out different incentives throughout the time um, for sharing your story. And one of the big incentives is part of this um, uh, sweepstakes that they're going to do. And um, I'm trying to find where the sweepstakes itself is. Grand prize is a trips to PAX East 2018 for two on us. Every game collectible every ever available in the crown store up to what? December 6th. And the ability, the opportunity to have your character immortalized as an ESO non-player character. What? Uh, problem is, and this is one of those things that, you know, I started throwing shit again. Uh, New York State with our online laws and regulations, New York State residents are not eligible. So, needless to say, there was a lot of throwing of stuff. 
Yeah, yeah, without uh, a doubt. Yeah. But you can still, you know, if you're, you know, in one of the states that isn't eligible, still enter for, you know, other aspects of it, uh, other than the big trip and the the stuff where you're they, they have their your story and they'll use your story and uh, you might get some type of collectible in-game type of thing sent to you. Um, but in terms of registering for the big sweepstakes, yeah, I'm not available to do that. Oh. New York. Um, but they have a special week-long event coming up, and that's what we're really getting into right now. Um, the Tamriel's uh, Dungeon, uh, 10 Million Stories Dungeon event, posted today, November 28th, 2017. Yeah, so I'll, I'll I'll take this mic. Um, so yeah, so basically it's it's a it's a big social media push with um with some prizes attached to it at, at the end, um and it's been nice. You hear some some pretty amazing stories that that uh, the official Twitter account for Elder Scrolls Online will they'll retweet it and, and it, it's nice. Yeah, and um, we have some of our guild members that have been featured on those. Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's definitely been nice to to read that, um, how people kind of get together and um. Certainly, the uh, the developers they've been using the uh, ten million stories hashtag, and you read some really beautiful stories that the developers have. In which, you know, I mean, uh, Jessica Falsam, for for example, shared that um, you know through through Elder Scrolls Online and Zenimax Online Studios, she met her husband, started a family, oh, yeah. has a beautiful daughter, and, you know, and you you hear stories like this from from MMOs uh, a lot, but not necessarily from the staff either. Um, but but here at, at Zenimax Online Studios, uh, certainly that's that's been the case. Um, you know, Jessica Falsam, who is you know the community manager, has has told us personally that you know Zoss is is like a big giant family, and um, it's it's actually quite literal. <laughs> it's uh, they are they are definitely um, you know very very close, and and uh, so so that's part of their ten million stories is seeing some of these you know these really nice you know these really nice stories come out. Can I just hashtag this entire podcast and enter it? Or at least the episode I've, I, well, I've I think been on? you've got to, like, say something about the, the podcast. and I'm talking on the podcast! <laughs> <laughs> it's it not meant to be, like, a, a, a self-promotional. Come listen to our podcast. No, no, no. No, no that's not stories. what I meant. It's just that's my story. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I say it a lot. You know, I make, you know, friends and stuff like that. It's... It is true. I mean, especially with um, uh, QGNCon that that just passed. Um, that was that was definitely a uh, a moment where it was the first oh. moment where where a lot of us um, were sort of able to kind of you know get together and and certainly with uh, QGNCon twenty eighteen coming up, which um, I guess I guess we'll just you know why don't we just take take the moment now and just we'll just formally announce uh, the date on that. What do you think, guys? Go ahead. Yeah. All right. So uh right here, big old uh big old exclusive. Uh QGNCon twenty eighteen. Um we're gonna start selling tickets for it uh very, very soon. Okay, it's gonna be in uh July. July twenty eighth. QGNCon twenty eighteen. It's gonna be at uh, a <laughs> baseball center in Manhattan. Uh so we're doing it uh July uh, July twenty eighth, I think. Like, uh, it's that Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, that was the Saturday. important thing was that it's on the weekend yeah. this year. Yeah. Yes. I'm uh, double checking my. Yep, it's July 20. I got to double check my my calendar, but um, because we're uh, we're just now starting to plan for it. Yes. So uh, QGNCon 2018 is uh, July 28th, which is a Saturday, folks. And uh, <laughs> so it's uh, 
Wasn't planning on 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 releasing that information right now, but you know what? I think it's I think it's a good time to do it. I think so too. That, that gives uh, people plenty of time uh, yeah. to get their affairs in order. Yep. So, QGN myself Con, included. 2018, July 28th, which is a Saturday next year, and uh, we'll start selling tickets probably um, probably January. The holiday I'm just go. saying that it looks like the Harry Potter Broadway show will be open by then, so I'm okay with this. Yeah. <laughs> sure. um, but, and if anybody wants to go and buy me a ticket, they can go. They can do it. <laughs> they can do it. <laughs> so, um, you know, QGNCon 2017 was was definitely uh, uh, worthy, I think, of a, of a 10 million stories type thing for, uh, for Elder Scrolls Online, because had it not been for Skyrim, had it not been for Elder Scrolls Online, you know, um, the the hosts here and certainly the huge community that we have for the uh, Elder Scrolls Off the Record Guild on the PC North American server would definitely not have gotten together. We would not have met each other. We've met some amazing, amazing people um, through this game and, and through the Elder Scrolls and through this podcast. Certainly everyone here on, on this call and, uh, yeah. you know, we're all we're all, you know, great friends now look out for each other through through thick and thin. Aww. Yeah, I'm even willing to walk into Grand Central Station with Liz at late at night. No, it was really nice walking around with a cop, <laughs> <laughs> like there. <laughs> I think Zevin and I would have been mugged at some point. <laughs> so it's it's not nice that bad. Having somebody that knew what was going on. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so um, I, I hate, I hate to kind of break the momentum here. I was going to explain why we don't have notes today, but. Uh, we'll we'll talk about that later. Let's. Hey, a lot of people are joining us because uh, Skyrim came out on new platforms, and a lot of people are discovering it for the first time. So we were like, "Hey, let's let's do some Skyrim Central stuff. It, it feels like home, and the holidays are home." It does. Yes. Yeah, it really does. Um, yeah. Well, before we move on, I think we should finish up the story about the yeah. ten million adventures yeah. here. Yes. Yep. Uh, so one of the things here, I'm just going to read it up. Get your yeah, squad please. together. The ten million stories in-game dungeon event is about to begin. Group up and take on a random dungeon every day to earn additional sweepstakes entries, consumables, collectibles, and a jackpot that could get you twenty of the game's rarest mounts and houses. So starting December or November thirtieth at ten a.m. Eastern time. Until December 6th, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, all you have to do is log in and use the random dungeon finder, uh, either normal or veteran. You can already have a prearranged group and just everybody enter in and do the random dungeon. And you earn a mysterious reward box. Not to be confused with those stupid loot boxes. Uh, and in the mysterious reward box, it will have a number of in-game rewards such as die stamps, crown repair kits... Crown Mimic Stones, but there is a rare chance of having in-game valuables such as treasure maps, transmute crystals, crown experience scrolls, or rarely a costume, a pet, or even a mount that is from the curated section of both past and brand new store collectibles. Uh, and as they said, there is a slight jackpot chance of getting 20 of the game's rarest mounts or houses. So if maybe you missed that dog or the elk or the Grand Topal hideaway, you know, get in elk? there. Yeah, there was an elk. Uh, and navigate through the group finder activity, select a dungeon finder, select random normal or random veteran, and select your role, and then queue on up. And if you know four people, if you are in our guild, uh, 
as I put out earlier, it's time to get the band back together. So log in, 30th through the 6th. So, okay, where the hell is the random group? Is it a Dungeon so, Finder? Because I'm not a Dungeon Finder. in-game okay. and you go to Group and Activity Finder, the one that looks like three people singing in a choir, oh, okay. right <laughs> in the middle of your thing. Yeah. And uh, it says Group on the left-hand side of that pop-up window. And then Dungeon Finder. And it should change the, your little screen. And then it, there's a, a drop-down menu that says Random dun- uh, Veteran or Random Normal or specific dungeon, you want to click random, normal, and then join queue. Okay. And if you're already grouped up with three other people, just make sure that you have one tank, one healer, and two DPS. And then when you hit join queue, all of the group will join. And it'll bring you to one of the random dungeons. Um, I do believe that if it is that they will put in the DLC ones also, so it might not allow everybody to do ah. all of them if it pops up the random DLC, just, you know, wait your 15 minutes and queue up again and hope that it's not a, uh, a DLC one. Well, you can also, time. you can also have your, um, you can, well, it's, it's a random. Yeah. So you can't, do, you, can, yeah. you can't, you can't pick a specific, uh, cause otherwise yeah. everybody would be picking that one that takes like five seconds to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing that was really cool is as you're, as I was reading through this, you get to do the, you get one box per day per character. Yes. So oh. you have all eight of your characters. That's eight chances. Uh, and with battle leveling, you know, it's easier. But also, like, if you've been buying character slots all this time and leveling up extra characters, or like some of our guildmates who have a second account that uh, <laughs> their children played on at one point in time, and now they have maxed out that account too. Right. Mike. <laughs> no, I only have a character who's like a bank holder in my second account. Um, that uh, you have a chance to get. You have boxes on all of those accounts too. All right, so so, so um, right, so so the, uh, the the ten million stories um dungeon thing in Elder Scrolls Online is 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 pretty cool, and it's going on from November thirtieth to December sixth. So, um, but we're uh, we're almost a half hour into the show, guys, and we haven't uh, we haven't spoken anything about about Skyrim yet. So, let's do it. Why don't we just jump into that? What do you think? Yeah. Yep. All right. So um. I think uh, I think I might be the only one here that's been able to get any of the uh, the new stuff, right? Certainly Skyrim VR, certainly Skyrim Switch, but what about Skyrim Survival Edition? Did anyone try that out? I'm level um, 15, I think it is now, in my survival character. Okay, yep, so if you... yeah, Rob, go ahead. No, I was just saying, you know, if you're referring to the uh, uh, the, the the new, I guess, uh, oh, what's What's the name of that system that they just incorporated? But it was free for like two weeks. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. I, I picked that up. Um, that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Skyrim Survival Edition is is hard. It took me um, it took me a long time to to kind of figure <laughs> out, you know, like how how this is going. But but at this point now, I'm I'm doing pretty good. Um, however. Uh, Liz, you've also like recently, within the last month or so, you've been you've been playing a lot of Skyrim too, correct? Oh yeah, because I I brought out I think I talked about it in the last uh, official Elder Scrolls off the record episode that I had old school style the old 360 brought that out. I had found the old uh, my old uh, not cartridge. God, I'm really old. <laughs> the old uh, game disc. Did, and did you, brought did you pick it up and go? <sighs> You know what? I'm really tempted to do that when something gets stuck in like my phone. I still do that. (laughs) (laughs) Like the power jack on my phone. Um, Yeah, I've been doing that and I've been playing 
you know, tweeting out some stuff under Liz Place Skyrim and just my uh, you know, ramblings on that. I did get married in that one, and I was very excited about it, and I don't know why. Oh, <laughs> oh. congratulations. But I held, like, tryouts. No, because that's that's bugged. And apparently on the newer version, I, can we remember what it, it's not the Imperial Edition, is it? No. No. Um, New, newer version of what? Of Skyrim. Okay, there's three, uh, there's three newer S- versions. Okay, SE, okay. Um, special edition. Oh, this, um, okay, all right. Yeah, they have fixed that bug now so that you don't even get the opportunity to flirt with them. And I'm really, you know, sad about that. But I wonder if they fixed the uh, Blood on the Water quest. That um, one, I have... Blood on the Ice, time, I'm sorry. Yeah, every time I do that one, I start it and finish it just because if you leave Windhelm, there is a good chance that it will bug out on you. And, and it's screw even up hard everything. to get to start. Yeah. Because yeah. um, you got to be in town, then leave town, then come back to town, and leave town again, do a dance. Yeah, make a little love, get down tonight. Yeah. yeah. And you have to do this through the back door. And now that it makes it even Whoa, funnier because... Because of what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you have to go through the back door, go in and out and in and out, and maybe it, that quest will start. This is not getting any better. I know, but I'm telling you, like, I'm trying to get the information out because that quest will stop your game. You get mad. You get very mad if you get stuck on that. So, mm. yeah. All right. Let's, let's, let's kind of unpack this for a minute. First. Oh, my God. My ribs hurt. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've, <laughs> <coughs> um, we've got Skyrim Special Edition, right? Skyrim Special Edition. We've got um, Skyrim Survival Edition. Um, and then Skyrim Switch and Skyrim VR. There's, there's Thank no- God Liz doesn't have the VR version. <laughs> what? <laughs> Lord. Good Lord. Um, the- I love that Mike is giggling so much. That's amazing. <laughs> the, uh, the good thing about uh, the, the thing that <laughs> all of these add, add, to, add to Skyrim is... Um, is a different way to experience the same game that we we know and love. Certainly, Skyrim Special Edition took took you know the game from 2011 and it updated the graphics, right? Yep. Survival Edition it added in essentially they they hired Chesco who who uh, who put out uh, Frostfall. Um, they hired him, and they they put out a version of Skyrim that people really liked playing with the uh, free mod Frostfall. Um, which has utterly changed the way you play that game. It, I know it sounds stupid, but it does. And then, of I course, think this is the Skyrim we were always hoping for, where it's not just you versus Alduin, you versus Mirak. It's you versus Skyrim. Yeah, that's exactly the case. Yep. Um, and let's, you know what? Let's 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 take these. Let's break these down a little bit into into what the the really new. Um, uh, experience that 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 these things offer um skyrim special edition i think is very obvious you know you're you're playing the game on the playstation 4 the xbox one all right you've got new new um and updated graphics okay certainly you're 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 able to just kind of play a game that you love and still continue to play and it's far more uh accessible all right you don't have to break out your playstation 3 or your Xbox 360 in order to play Skyrim. You know, you can you you feel as if when you're on consoles, you're on par with with some of the 
some of the beauty that you see uh, coming out of out of play, out of PC and Mac uh, visuals. So that's, yeah, without having to worry about loading in EMBs and stuff that you know you may not be used to doing, it was all there. Right, and they they, they clean the game up on the uh, on the back end as well. Through um, so there's a lot of technical revisions to that as well. I don't want you to think that I'm completely unaware of it, but I am going to gloss over that be- for the sake of the conversation. Yeah, went to 64-bit versus 32-bit. Correct. Now, Skyrim Survival Edition. Survival mode, I should say. Um, you're, you're 100% right, Mike, when you say that Skyrim Survival Mode is now... It's not just you versus Alduin. It's you versus Skyrim. You are... It, it makes every single quest that you do far more... Um, you feel more achieved when you finally have completed this quest, you feel like you've really achieved something. Whereas before, you've, you got that feeling of achievement, but um, it wasn't too hard getting there. You know, in, in fact, it wasn't, wasn't hard at all if you've already been there. Um, if, you've, if you've been to a certain dungeon before or you've passed by it, you can just fast travel now that you've got that quest. You go inside, you kill a whole bunch of stuff, you get the uh, you get whatever you need, and the quest is complete. With Skyrim Survival Mode, um, fast traveling is completely disabled. Doesn't matter if you've you've been there before or not. And and some of the quests that you have to do, where you know you're in the southern areas of Skyrim, yeah, all right, you know it's 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 a long trek to get there, and uh, after a while of dealing with a whole bunch of of uh, Skyrim's uh, denizens especially at a low level, dealing with hunger, it gets to be a bit much. Me swearing at Delphine, because I just had come from that area and had to walk all the way back there. (laughs) It's a lot, yeah. But when you add the frozen tundra that that exists in the northern part of Skyrim, now you're dealing with something entirely different. Um, I recently just got the quest. Uh, I am am playing the game uh, Stormcloaks. Okay, um, I can explain it later, but ju- <laughs> just so you know, like this is what I'm doing, <laughs> um, and I'm playing the game store cloaks with with the storm cloaks, and I I got a quest from um, from Ulfric, the first quest that you get in order to join the storm cloaks. Go pull all his the, finger all the way up. Yeah, pull, pull my finger, Dragonborn. No, it, no, he sounds sexier than that. I'm telling you, he really does sound good. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go all the way up to the Sea of Ghosts. And fight a um, uh, what do you call those? those? It's not a frost wisp. It's uh, the wisp mother. No, no the not... ice uh, wraith. Ice wraiths. Yes. Ice wraiths. Yes. You have to are. kill an ice wraith like on a glacier. Yeah. <laughs> it's on its home turf. <laughs> <laughs> trying to kill this thing. Trying to For get getting it. to it. That is the with Skyrim. Survival mode, getting to it is the quest. Because once you're there, you just smack this thing a couple of times and it's freaking dead. No one cares. Um, but with Skyrim's survival mode, getting there are moments when you have to jump into that water. It will kill you. It absolutely will kill you. And trying to figure out the path that you can take where you, you encounter the water as, 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 as least as possible. 
is it's an added challenge. And of course, you're going around the world in which to do so. And then there's just more monsters that pop up because you're going out of your way. So once you finally get there, it's so this is just a small example of of how Skyrim survival mode makes you interact with the game completely differently. Um, Mike, we're going to go over to you on on Skyrim survival mode. Yeah, so uh, I've got a character who I've been getting through the entire system. And one of the things is that no one ever said that we could not use other mods. So I have things like cloaks and capes of Skyrim uh, in, my th in my game. So if you make one of the bear pelt uh, white or black fur uh, cloaks, that's 50 warmth that you get to add. Uh, things like the camping um, Rangers of the North, <clears throat> I think it is or campfires and camping mod uh, that allows you to build campfires and to set up tents so that you can warm yourself up. Um, bags and bandoliers so that you have extra carry weight because they reduce your carry weight. Yeah. Uh, so you stop carrying things that you don't need. You no longer pick up those iron daggers because, well, you need to actually carry stew because stew has warmth. Oh. Um, you know, when yeah. we were playing in Classic there, it was like watching Varwin play in the original episodes of uh, Classic where he was dying every fifth step. Oh, it's brutal. We actually had a, a, a kill counter going. Uh, I went and did the Dark Brotherhood quest, and you have to go to, you get up to the cabin, and you come out of the cabin, and it's on a little island. And I'm like, oh, no big deal, you know, it's the, the swamps of Morthal, it looks pretty warm out. Not thinking anything of it until all of a sudden <laughs> I stepped off the island and I my health bar plummeted and I died in the water. I was like, "What is this bull?" <laughs> um, yeah. You know, that's... Why, why would you die? You just died in the water. Can your character not swim or? No, because the water Morthal is so far freezing. north. It's freezing water, and you're until you can warm up, you suffer the ill effects of cold and cold exposure. Yep. And so it's not just the frozen tundra up by um, uh, Windhelm or uh, Winterhold. It's anywhere north of those mountains of uh, the White One Run Plain. Uh, Morthal and um, Dawnstar, even Solitude, uh, the water is too cold to go into. And there's places that are too cold to be without uh, having the proper exposure stuff. I almost didn't make it to uh, High Rothgar. <laughs> I, I was yep. sitting there watching my health bar plummet as I'm like racing across oh, the open man. end of that that plane area there just to get into High Rothgar, and then I'm like, oh no, now what? I've got to find a fire. I've got to get you know warm. Well, can you can you stop at any of those any of those areas on the way to High Rothgar where people are like, this, there's a naked guy that's like, yeah, I like to jog up here for fun. Yeah, thing. but uh, you still feel the effects. So unless you build a campfire or uh, a, a tent at those areas, you you still feel the effect. So he's Plus not by also... a fire. It's not already there. That was no. my question. Okay. Plus, uh, you have the, the added effect of your stamina goes down. The longer, was it the, the more hungry you are, the more your stamina goes down. So you got to keep eating. Right. And then the more tired you are, the more your magicka goes down. So you definitely do have to actually sleep, right? And and the the you, once you once you start breaking it, once you get yourself down to a to a routine on this, it's um it's very fun. It's it's a lot. I've had a lot of fun with it. Um, I always I sleep at night. I always go to an inn. That's that's the first thing that that I do when I'm going into either a new area or I'm doing quests. Is okay. 
I plan out my trip. I, I make sure I have enough food that's going to sate either 220 or 380 points of hunger. All right. Um, I make sure that I've, I've slept enough. And then I plant, like I said, I plan out my route. How do I go from, from the end that I'm at now? Okay. Maximize the amount of time that I have during the day to get to the location and then hopefully back. If I can't, is there a place that I can sleep at night before I go into the dungeon or I start this quest? Because by the time I get there, I'm going to be tired and I'm probably going to have to replenish the food that I've eaten along the way. So you also start to realize that your armor, Mike said something very important earlier, your warmth rating. Okay. I don't know if anyone caught that. But yes, your warmth rating on your armor is far more important than the actual armor rating in and of itself. When you get to the dungeon, you could figure out whatever you got to do in order to get through the dungeon or to complete the quest, okay? Especially on on the the uh, the default mode of Skyrim. Getting there, however, <laughs> you better be warm, especially if you're going up north because the yep. it will kick your ass. And one thing that I've done Especially if you watched the last episode of um, of Late Night Elder Scrolls uh, that Zephyr and I uh, recorded on Sunday, keep a torch with you because when you're all the way up in the snowy north and you had to dunk yourself in face first into that frozen water to get to a glacier, you're going to want some kind of source of heat in order to start warming you back up because it absolutely will kill you. It absolutely will. So, so you've got to start making sure that, you know, you're... You carry three pieces of firewood with you on top of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hey, Avorin. Yeah? I got a solution for you. We got? Flame cloak. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, potions of resist frost don't help. Oh, really? That's yeah, BS. I think, that, I mean, I think that's a problem a mage... that they haven't figured out. Oh, that's BS. If you were a mage and you could create fireballs with your hands... How are you getting cold? I think actually when I think the fire on your I think that that is a source of heat. I think so. Because I'd be doing that crap all the time. I'll be setting every uh, every chicken that I saw on fire. Yeah, I did that once in the game. And, (laughs) you know, chickens and games, their owners aren't very nice. They didn't work out well for you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But there is a... um... Uh, a mod craft any armor in the game i think it is and uh one of the things that you get if you have that capability if you have the materials you can craft these scald parkas uh which have the highest warmth rating in the game all right but let's You'll still freeze to death okay but, but you know. let's let's talk about let's talk about skyrim survival mode switch and vr without without the context of mods because you can mod the game yes. into anything all yep. right but because ultimately the because ultimately the goal here is I want to talk about this stuff in the lens of what can what can we learn from this for Elder Scrolls Six. So, but wait a second, wait a second. Wait, I mean, and um, Mike, are you talking about like special edition or on a console? I, you don't have a console, do you? No, I don't have a console. But these are all oh, okay. mods that are in the the like I didn't have to go to the Nexus to find these. These are all the official stores mods. Well, the creation. Club? Oh, okay. yeah. Not the ones that you have to buy, but the the ones that are part of the official Bethesda.net. All right. Well, um, oh, okay. So, so that at counts. least, yeah. yeah. So at least it's a, it's not truly impossible. 
it is still very difficult. And, like, you can't rock, walk around in, like, robes. They just don't have the warmth rating of, like, fur armor. Even though it doesn't have nearly the protection or the benefits that you would get from other pieces of armor, like your ebony armor, which doesn't have the warmth rating. Well, the Creation Club and um, the uh, the mod, the console mods... Um... Very interesting, a very interesting conversation to have, especially in regards to Elder Scrolls Six and and these these things. So, you know, it's it's good to have that in the background. But like I said, I, I do want to talk about this and bring that in as an outlier, like kind of later on. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. You know, you can. There are other sources that you can go to, especially on console too. Um, and I, I see that only getting deeper. That uh, yep. that feature is only going to get deeper with with. Um, games like Elder Scrolls 6 coming out in a few years. So, um, anyway, so, so, um, yeah, Skyrim survival mode, all right, you're interacting with the game very, very differently, and I, I think you can, you get a good handle on, on how and why. Um, Rob, what, what say you on, on, uh, survival mode? Well, it's, it's very similar to, uh, in, in, if not, more so immersive uh and i do use that term loosely uh to the old uh camping and uh frostfall mods uh and w- which leads me to my most recent playthrough of skyrim se i'm i'm doing a completely modless uh survival mode playthrough oh really yes how's that so, going for you it's it, it's it's difficult, but the only reason that it's difficult is because I'm so used to having them. Yeah. So I catch myself constantly going, oh, I'm going to, oh, wait, no, I can't. Yeah. Um, but it's it, it's nice because it, it brings the game back to what I originally played back in 2011. When, um, when you're playing survival mode, I, I have a, I feel as if that owning a horse is a luxury. It it kind of is, yes. It really makes, you know, I mean, whereas you know before, like you steal a horse or you own a horse, whether no matter what, I mean, you're you're on a horse, fine, whatever. You're on a horse, it's fun. But when you're playing survival mode, it's it's. Do you have do you have a, a mount uh, yet in in survival mode in your survival no, mode playthrough? No, I, I do not. Um, I have not purchased the uh, uh, the 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 horse out of White Run yet. Um, Mainly because I just haven't gotten the gold for it yet. Yeah, uh, you forget <laughs> like how hard it was to get enough gold at that point. Yeah. Um, I mean, God, you just forget about it, and you're like, "Oh, they want five thousand. Oh crap! I have 127 gold, and I yeah. thought I was doing well." <laughs> like, oh, I think I need to go do some tomb raiding here. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, but that. Th- those two mods, Frostfall and Camping, um, are were always uh, two of my favorite mods to uh, to play because, uh, and seeing them being integrated into the survival mode uh, just really makes me happy because looking at this environment, the whole environment of Skyrim, um, you know, it, it reminds me a lot of Colorado. Okay, um, I was born out in Colorado, and there's Usually at any any time of the year, you can experience one of the four seasons. 
in Colorado somewhere. Uh, and I know that in the higher mountains of the Rockies, even in July, it is freaking cold. And I've been in that cold. <laughs> and, you know, playing it in Skyrim when it first came out, where I'm surrounded by snow, you can see the wind blowing, and it just looks oppressive. But it doesn't really do anything to you. Like, oh, okay, well, I'm standing out here in basically like a leather loincloth and a horned helmet. <laughs> uh, you know, but, oh, no, this doesn't affect me. Where these mods, and then furthermore, survival mode, make the environment your greatest adversary. Yeah, without not, a doubt. Not the creatures that you're fighting. Like, you think the Draugr are bad? No, you've never had hypothermia. Mm -hmm. And... And Ivarwin's absolutely right. Um, if you fall in uh, in freezing water and manage to get out, you're not out of the woods yet. You need to get warm. Yeah. Um, because if you don't, especially if you're in that cold environment, your health is going to continue to go down. Now, granted, not quite as fast as if you're still in the ice water, but it's still going to go down. Um, and that's what really makes the... the you know, the environment just that much more oppressive. As much as I love these Arctic environments, uh, that is what I think really makes the game a lot of fun. You, re you really uh, appreciate have... questing in the Rift a lot when you yeah. have survival. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Rift and Falkreath were, oh, it's all nice and warm here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you got to go up to, uh, you got to go up to Windhelm or, uh, or Winterhold or Dawnstar, you know, God forbid that, and it's like, oh, okay, you got this giant that's out there chasing you. I just don't want to freeze to death running from him. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's a huge consideration, too, because when you're, when you're already suffering from, you know, suffering from hunger. Yes. Okay, if you haven't planned your trip out correctly, I, my, one of the biggest tips that I like to tell people uh, playing uh, survival mode is move early in the morning as you possibly can and go to sleep at night at an inn or, or your house or wherever you can go to sleep. Sleep in a bed that you technically own. This way you get all of the buffs uh, to to your resources, uh, to your skill, uh, to your to your experience for your skills that you possibly can. And, and also to your to your warmth as, as best as you possibly can. All right. So get up at like six, seven in the morning. Travel. God, you sound like my dad. It, but it's but. <laughs> Well, your dad's kind of right. <laughs> Shush. He would do very well in Skyrim survival mode. <laughs> so you get up Shush. at six, six or seven in the morning, okay, and then you go to sleep. You know, later on at night. But get inside after after the sun has set. It's been dark for a little bit. It gets it gets really cold. Get inside. Get into an inn. Get get wherever you got to go. Get something to eat. Go to bed, and then start it all over again. And try and fit that regiment in whatever you're doing in Skyrim. And you're going to find that the game gets far easier with all of these quite op oppressive, actually, um, rules that are now hanging over your head that weren't there before. And once you figure that out, once you get into a groove, once you learn, like, okay, I can get that cooked beef. And it's going to, it's going to, you know, I can... I can get that cooked beef or I can get that piece of beef and I can mix it with fire salts and, and put it together and it's going to be far better for me on the road. 
once you start getting, you know, ideas on, you know, you start realizing that things like fire salts and and salt in itself is worth it's it's it's, it's more it's it, it's more useful to you than actual gold itself. You're going to be looking for these more than you're going to be looking for gold. And the gold that you get is going to be used to find and purchase salt or especially fire salts because when you use fire salt in cooking your food, you can make food that's going to uh, uh, warm you up, add a little bit of health, but really knock out some of that hunger. So if you do have to go into the frozen tundra up there to do a quest, you're not going to die. <laughs> yeah, I remember one of the early episodes, you guys had like this laziness quota as to like if you yeah. tell up the amount of time that you, yeah. you slept versus the amount of time you rested versus the amount of time of game hours. And now it's almost like somewhere in like the region of 40 to 50 percent of my game hours are spent sleeping because it's like okay um if i go out that door i'm going to freeze to death so i might as well just sleep it off and yep. wait until tomorrow morning before i start my next quest as far as i understand the laziness quota was also where we also derive the widget math hashtag too right yeah <laughs> yeah yep. I don't think I don't think any of that should be should be taken seriously at all. And I think even Joe Wilson would say it was it was uh, <laughs> it was all for fun. Yeah. <laughs> and one thing I will add. Yeah, bunny slaughtered. Oh, sorry. yeah, the bunny slaughter one was yeah, in there too. Hilarious. Yeah. The one thing that I will add uh, that definitely helps. Now, this is just something that I do. You guys don't have to do it, but this is just something that I have done with every playthrough of Skyrim. Um. I like to extend the days. I think that the five minute days and nights are kind of silly. So what I do is I will use the console command, which, okay, PC guys, so consoles, sorry. Uh, there might be a mod for that, but um, it extends the days out and actually makes uh, days and nights last four times longer real time than they do in game. Okay. Um, and and that, that, to me that that kind of helps. It, it 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 helps with moving around a bit, uh, because let's face it, if you try to walk from White Run to Falkreath, then it's going to take you an entire goddamn day to get there. Uh, and the only place to stop and rest for the night in between is Riverwood. That's it. So if you don't make it, you're going to die. We're gonna, I'm making a note right now about console commands uh, and so we can wrap that into Elder Scrolls 6. Yes. All right. So, so I think, um, think we kind of get the, the, the hint on, on Skyrim survival mode. Well, I have a question, though. Is, is this survival mode available on like the new releases that just came out like two weeks ago? Yeah, the Creation it's... Club. Yeah, Creation no, Club. Well, is that part of the Creation Club? I have no idea. So the it's one Club. of the new feet, uh, one of the new content that's offered in the Creation Club. Not to be confused with the uh, the, the Bethesda mod uh, store or whatever you want to call it. Oh, because I totally confused it right then. I was like, okay, do you not right. get achievements if you use it? I don't know. Well, it's a, it, yeah. it, it's a broken yeah. brand. What one hundred percent? It's a broken brand. 100% okay. it's a broken brand. The 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 coined term creation club, they weren't thinking about in my opinion, it's from what you just said kind of proves my my opinion to me. So so that's why I'm saying this. So take it for, you know, the grain of salt that it, it may or may not be worth. Um but I think the term creation club is a broken brand because you have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Is that 
some newfangled thing or is that the mods that they came out with, you know, six to eight right. months ago for, right. for console? What, what is that? It's, so that's why I said it's a broken brand. It, you don't, you don't have immediate product recognition with the term creation club. They were so concerned about the, um, the inescapable paid mods controversy that, that, you know, it, <laughs> that the term creation club is obviously trying to skirt around um, it, that they, they forgot that, you know, if you, this term creation club, it, it makes their, their mod, uh, desktop interface completely, um, confused with, in the mind of the consumer. Absolutely. Because the rest of, well, most of us, uh, don't have our minds on, you know, that, you know, the difference between that crap. We're like, I don't even think about it, you know, between sitting, you know, Between creation club game. and Bethesda Net, right? I don't freaking know, and versus I don't. Nexus I don't want to spend Steam that versus... brain power exactly. on that. Yeah. I want to spend my brain power on you know putting up my Christmas tree. <laughs> I want to spend my brain power on other things. So we've got to make it something that people can understand what the hell it is on the first try. Well, yeah, that's that's the whole purpose behind marketing. Because you're right, Liz. You know, when we have we have so many things that we have to spend our our brain power on that we don't want to. Spend we don't want to spend brain power on this on 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 understanding what system a video game is trying to um to to either push on us sell us uh offer to us however way you want to word i really don't care all right but whatever they're trying to do okay whatever they're trying to throw in front of our minds whatever it is we don't care we don't care all right and and you know um for those of you out there that are like, you know, well, it's obviously this and obviously that. Well, it's not obvious to some folks, and that's that's the issue. When it becomes obvious, as obvious as the difference between Coke and Pepsi, brand recognition, then you have a brand that works. Okay, when you've got a term like Creation Club, that's obviously, you know, and and you know, good on them for kind of getting there. Okay, a, a term that's meant to skirt around the obvious controversy that you're paying for mods in probably the most benevolent way humanly possible they could have put out, which I applaud them for doing that. Um, you, you've got a lukewarm term that makes no sense to anybody, especially when you've released an entire free mod store like eight months prior. <laughs> well, the only hope is that with the, the creation club is supposed to span multiple games and, you know, many, many years. So hopefully, you know, it oh, yeah. will. Maybe in a while, yeah. Yeah, it, it will see it become as ubiquitous as um, the Nexus. We'll, in we'll, terms. we'll get there. It's it's a new idea, and and yeah. we'll we'll get there as as gamers, and uh, we'll we'll it'll become we'll we'll figure it out. But yeah, so I, I totally understand, Liz. That's my point here. I understand what you're talking about. With I'm confused, and I don't think you're the only one out there. I think there's a lot of confused people out there too. Okay, um, Skyrim Switch and Skyrim VR, all right? I want to talk about these things together, all right? Um, because if you, less, if you listen to the last two microblogs, I think, I think we kind of threw it out there in, in a decent enough way, but in relationship to what we're trying to accomplish tonight, um, I think it'd be better if we grouped up these two in the same sort of conversation um, because it's the same game released on the same day and it offers what we're trying to get at here, which is the game we know and love 
played in a completely different way, played in a, played in a way that, that gives us a completely different experience. And that's what they're selling you. They're not selling you the game. They're selling you a different experience. Um, if you see that, um, that PlayStation 4 Skyrim VR ad that came out, did you guys see that? No, I don't recall seeing that one. It'll give you goosebumps. It absolutely will. Jenny saw it, and she the, I, I quote you, the words out of her mouth were, oh, man. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, <f> You <laughs> tell her to watch her mouth. Watch her fucking mouth. She goes, I gotta play this. I'm like, it's it's, it's right there, hon. We could <laughs> but she was having an asthma attack, so she couldn't play. But, um... Aww. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, she was, she was, it's, it's amazing. Um, Briefly explained it. it. The ad is really very good. Um, a guy sits down in his living room in a chair. He's got all of the VR set up on him, and he he, he turns on the game. Um, a dragon bursts through his uh, his living room, picks him up with his teeth, and drops him into Skyrim, where he's just he's no longer the dude with VR stuff on. He's just the dragonborn, and the dragonborn um, is holding a sword and a shield. The dragon throws a huge plume of fire at him. He fends it off with a uh, with a shield. Does the uh, force balance push? The Fusro Da shout. The uh, the dragon starts to back up off a cliff and starts to fall off the cliff. At which at which time the dragonborn throws his shield to the ground, pulls a dagger, chases after the dragon, throws himself off the cliff, and that's where it ends. Where the dragonborn is falling off the cliff. Blades pointed at the dagger, at, at the uh, blades pointed at the dragon as the dragon is falling to his death. Nice, amazing, absolutely amazing. I must see this. It's incredible. <laughs> it it drove me out of my seat when I saw it. I just I jumped up. I was like, "Holy shit, this is amazing!" Like I I really love that ad, and um, I think it really after playing Skyrim VR. I think it really captures the feeling of of Skyrim VR very very well. You know what my Skyrim VR experience would be like? Just talking to vendors, <laughs> just the whole time. Just Broadavir or whatever his name is in Riften. You notice NPCs very differently in Skyrim VR. <laughs> Are you looking down their dresses? Don't say you're looking down their dresses. I'll, let me tell you this. You don't have to look down their dresses. <laughs> oh, they're right in your face? You don't have to look down at all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that one... Oh, God. Yeah. Bard girl up in... Uh, oh, it's the place that's having all the nightmares. Um, Dawnstar? Dawnstar. Yeah. Is it Dawnstar? Yeah, it's yep. Dawnstar. Or is Dawnstar the vampire play? Anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah, she's right up there. Oh. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the, yeah. the I encountered the one in Falkreath. I went to Falkreath. I was on the run. In uh, in from from White Run, and um, I'm getting my gameplay mixed up. That wasn't the case. I was I was going down that way. I was going down. I had just gotten out of Helgen, and um, I was heading south. This is Skyrim VR. I'm heading south. I, I make my way to Falkreath, and uh, I go to the inn, and I'm just chilling, just hanging out. I figured, you know, let me go over to the uh, to the innkeeper, get some quests around here, and as I make <laughs> my way over there. The waitress passes, like, right in front of me. I mean, like, there was maybe, like, two inches of space between my VR self and her. She just passes right over me, right, right past me, and I'm like, you know, I didn't have very many pure thoughts in my in my head at that moment. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. I mean, I, I mean, it looked good, you know, coming and going. And... <laughs> 
And what's embarrassing is the fact that, I mean... What's I imba- can tell you a whole lot of embarrassing things that probably happened at that point. <laughs> wow, I mean, you know, I certainly felt like the uh, the the uh, the old version of myself in high school that had to walk around with his books in front of his, his pants. Um, trapper keeper in front of me. <laughs> yes, my my oh, my Lisa Frank uh, space whale trapper keeper in front of my pants. <laughs> What? Huh? Who? Yeah. With my Tamagotchi attached to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was it the the experience that I had with that is is um, it was something that I've never I've never experienced it before. It was really 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 intense because you've seen I've seen this character I don't know how many times before, and every time she walks and passes by you, you know you notice that she's you know she's more attractive than than the other NPCs, and that's about it. But when when she walks literally two inches from you and every sense that I have had since birth is telling me that this woman is visually passing me by within two inches of my body I could hear her coming from behind me circling around in front of me on my right side she's right in front of me I've got you know stereo um, audio of, of her in front of me and then it passes over to my left and she's she's passing me on my left hand side every I mean, every set my my vision, my my hearing, my uh, my sense of self, with the exception of 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 touch uh, and and maybe even like you know of smell. Um, I won't get creepy and mention taste, but there it is. <laughs> ah! um, the fact is, is that every you know oh, some very strong um, um, senses that I've had are telling me that this extremely attractive woman is is coming this direction. She's going that direction. And she's like right in front of me. Boom. I've never experienced that sort of, of feeling before. Where it's it's she's not real. It's a video game. This is this is what's happening in front of me. And I'm like, wow, like, geez. She's, you know, same eye level height, basically. Uh, it was it was really something like it was really interesting. It was really a very interesting experience. And and that experience with, with her is not different than than experiences I've had with with other folks just walking around town. Um, it's weird how when you're in VR, especially in Skyrim VR, you've seen you walk up and down the main street of of Whiterun. You know you you've seen these these people doing their 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 things a million times over, but somehow when you're in VR, it just becomes personal. You know, Nazim telling me what he's going to tell me makes me upset but not murderously upset because i i feel like he's in front of him and whereas i want to maybe flip him the bird i don't want to kill him because i for somehow some way somewhere my my primal mind is telling me that this person is saying something you don't like but you shouldn't kill him because you value human life whereas when i'm sitting in front of my computer i'm like f that guy i'm going to chop him into ribbons (laughs) (laughs) i do that anyway Jesus, I don't know what to feel about that, Rob, because that scares me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> like, right. I don't care. I'm gonna kill him. Um, let's get uh, let's get some reaction uh, from from Mike on some of the things that I was talking about. So, I have played other games in VR um, at my brother's house. He has a VR setup, and just the the, the games that come with your VR, you know, the roller coaster thing, things like that. Um, Nothing where you have handholds and you can move stuff around. But uh, 
They, they definitely were an, an interesting experience. So I can only imagine um, Skyrim in VR. Now, the one question I do have is my understanding, it's not a, a it's not a free flowing movement that it's more like a, a point and click type of movement. No, no, no. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, okay. Cause what I understood is that it, it plays more like the old mist where you move forward. So many like screens or whatever, that no. it wasn't a smooth transition. No, no, no. Um, so, so I mentioned this on the, uh, on the micro blog, but it came by fast. I'll mention it again. Skyrim VR allows you to to play the game in two different ways. The one that you, re- you referred to, which is the um, automatic um, uh, teleport Boarding. system, yeah, yeah. The second yeah. one is is um, is the way that we all know and love, which is you're just moving. Okay, um, the movement based system feels different based on the control that you're using in real life. Both are fantastic, and the movement-based system is is the preferable one, I think, hands down. Um, Jenny, who who suffers from um, extreme uh, motion sickness, okay, prefers the movement-based over the teleportation. The teleportation is the most jarring. I, I'm look. Bethesda, I don't mean to hurt your feelings, but that that teleportation mode is the biggest piece of swine shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it is absolutely horrendous, and I don't know what was going on when when that had had been put into the game. It it does not do anything to to help your uh, to help your your um um. To, to help your motion sickness at all whatsoever. In fact, I feel it's more jarring because you're you're moving varying dif- distances um, based on on what you think. Uh, look, so you're going to move varying distances, either closer or much further away, and there's a limit to the far, uh, the furthest you can teleport to. There is a limit to that. All right, and the further you go out, the more stamina you're going to spend, and you see your stamina bar go down um, when you use the teleport uh, motion. However, going from my current location and then teleporting far away is jarring. It's extremely jarring and it doesn't help with it doesn't help at all with with um with motion sickness, not one bit. Um now now Skyrim VR with the with the the things that they have done, okay, in order to to reduce motion sickness, I think Skyrim VR is is for me personally, it is the best VR game I have ever played. I have not experienced motion sickness at all playing Skyrim VR, and that is because I'm using the movement-based system with a a couple of other features that are in the game, okay, in order to to reduce that motion sickness. Um, such as when you are moving, you have um, you know a, a slight uh, tunnel vision. Uh, audio occlusion, uh, um, sight occlusion that does occur around the periphery of your vision, which you normally do actually when you do move. When you're when you're moving, most people do not. Most people ignore their periphery, their peripheral vision. Most people do that. 
Um, in a video game, when you've got uh, VR headset goggles on, you can't do that. So they have a system in place, and it's not hard to manipulate this at all. As a matter of fact, the default settings work perfectly for me. Um, it has a snap turn system where you press a button and you just turn. The snap turn system has a gradual and an instant movement-based system. So you either instantly turn, which is the most jarring thing on Earth, or you gradually turn like you see in, in the game. So with all of these things in place, Skyrim VR is unbelievably comfortable. You can play for hours, and you can play with the motion controls for hours, or with the PlayStation 4 um, controller for hours. And it all of it feels fantastic and really good. The only thing I would say to stay away from, as if it were an incurable disease, is that uh, that teleportation system. It is horrendous. I'm wondering if I would actually like that teleportation system, because I don't like to spend the moments running towards something. <laughs> I don't have the patience for that. <laughs> I see your point, but... Try it but mine's an extreme, though, and it's also a mental thing. Th you know, think but, about so. this, though, in combat. You're, in combat, I'd get the hell out of there, yeah. No. <laughs> You're surrounded by three or four different um, NPCs attacking you. That teleportation system, plus turning the snap turn as well, it's terrible. It, it oh, because you, you're an up-close fighter. For, for archers, that's not going to be too much of a situation it might reduce it a little bit because the the your reaction time um is is a lot longer because you're much further away but your reaction time is going no matter what your reaction time to to turning and moving in in a combat setting is dramatically reduced so you're not going to be fast um you're not going to have the ability to quickly get behind that one particular area of shadow quickly um because you're going to have to stop, aim, and then click. And yeah. then stop, aim, click. And if where you're trying to go is, is a little further, then your stamina is going to allow. You're going to have to stop, aim, and click more often because you're aiming and clicking closer to you without spending any stamina at all. So it's, it's really like, this is why I spoke so strongly before about this. It's really horrible. I mean, really bad. <laughs> um, it, it's 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 as if that you you don't choose to run at all. It chooses for you that you've ran that distance and it's spent all of your stamina. Whereas before, you could say, "Okay, I'm going to run a little bit." Well, well, my stamina's getting a little too low. Let me stop running and let me just kind of walk a little bit here for just a second to get where I want to be. You don't have that option with with um, the teleportation system in Skyrim VR. It's jump 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 okay i'm gonna do a long jump now okay i've spent all of i've spent either half or three quarters or all of my stamina um okay jump 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 trying to get my my stamina you know okay snap turn snap turn snap turn okay get my weapons back out and here we go you have to do all of that with your hands <laughs> it's bad <laughs> okay yeah, versus like either the motion controls or like the regular controller. It's just, okay, turn and move. And I'm just pushing forward to move on, on, the, on the PlayStation 4 controller or I'm just holding down the button on my, my move controller in order to move. 
with the teleportation system, it's aim, point, click. Aim, point, click. So. Yeah, it's bad. It's real bad. But hey, look, you know, that's like I said, it's, it, you know, this is, this is just my, my interaction with it. You know, I'd love to hear, you know, what people had to say about, um, about, about Skyrim VR. Um, Rob, you there? I am here. Okay. Um, what say you on some of those? I mean, like I said on the, on the microblog, um, I, my VR capability is somewhat limited. I'm eager to see it, but you know, from, from what I'm hearing regarding, the movement, the combat, uh, it it sounds very frustrating. Well, the teleportation system is is very frustrating. Yes, the um, the the regular movement system feels very, 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 very good. Okay, all right, that, that's good. Yeah, I know you um, had to you had to kind of walk away from the mic for a little bit there, but yeah, had had to be responsible, you know. Yeah, be be a dad. But, but uh, I mean, I I, I still want to play it. And I'm I'm very tempted to pick up a, a a VR set that has the controllers. Very tempted. It's um like I said, it's a different experience, and I I like it a lot. Um, okay, no one has the uh, no one has Skyrim Switch, right? No, no. I, I I do not. I it on the last uh, microblog with Dave, and he yeah. he just was very excited that he could poop and play Skyrim at the oh. same time. Yeah, look, I, I am very that aware that really was the best argument. Honestly, if like if somebody is out there and they're like, well, I want to buy one of these two new things that just came out. Which should I choose? I think Dave won. I, and I know that Darwin's very, very excited about the the um, the VR experience. But the toilet thing, yeah, I, I think that's what the, the, the uh, switch was made for. Well, of course. Well, like anybody who travel commutes or anybody yeah. who goes to visit people, it's it, mobile gaming is is definitely a huge part of the future of the gaming industry, and to be able to you know plug in Skyrim and go to your parents' house or you know be on a train for forty five minutes going into your job and playing Skyrim instead of you know you know hoping that you can get an internet connection to, you know, watch Hulu or something definitely pans out in the end. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I gotta yeah. be honest with you. I mean, um, look, first of all, like Dave, our, my conversation with Dave was not a VR versus switch, which is better. Well, no, 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 no. But so, there was, there was that, that, you know, which should you choose thing towards the end? And, you know, of course I, I put a who won on it because that's me. <laughs> That's in my opinion. So I got to, I got to back up exactly what you're saying. And, and I, I, I think I tried to do this during the microblog. I'm not sure. I, I don't remember what I said, um, but I'll say it now. If I hadn't said it before, if I didn't say it the right way earlier, um, Skyrim VR is fantastic. I'm extremely enthusiastic about it. I've, I really love it. I love it. Love it so much. But it's expensive. It's really expensive. For the money I dropped for it, I could have upgraded massive parts of my computer that honestly need upgrading. Now, Skyrim Switch, on the other hand, 
it's a lot more accessible to 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 a general audience of gamers and like you know mike you, you said it perfectly okay um the future of gaming is is definitely mobile you see it in kids you know i i, I see uh, some of my younger cousins certainly my godson they don't own consoles i'm like what you don't own a console they're like no nah, we just play free games on our cell phones i'm like god i gotta talk to your parents <laughs> <laughs> well it's also because they're kids and they want them to stop you know spending all their time at the console yeah which what yeah. are you doing in the house exactly. <laughs> yeah of course have you seen that picture of the kid that took his laptop outside to play on when his mother told him to go outside yep. and play <laughs> I've, <seen that. laughs> I've done that <laughs> yeah <laughs> so so and Skyrim, that's perfect for, for the switch skyrim switch is 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 uh, from what i understand from what dave was saying um it really is just it's an amazing experience being able to to take it and i, I refer this this whole section here i refer back to dave i wish he could be here today i did ask him to come on he he is at work unfortunately probably playing skyrim on the switch probably <laughs> open I, I refer all of those comments to our, our microblog that we did, okay? But I do have to say that I think the best way, out of the two, okay, the, the best way to, to, to experience Skyrim um, differently, uh, well, they, they, I mean, they both offer, look, I, I really, it's hard for me to say it because I think Skyrim VR is, is definitely, it's it's definitely uh, offering a completely different experience than than Skyrim Switches. So, I think people who are interested in Skyrim Switch are going to be also or not at all interested in VR as well as as VR too. So, um, look, I guess you know it is what it is. But uh, they're both, from what I can tell, with the Switch, the Switch is a fantastic experience. Uh, being able to take Skyrim VR on the go. I mean, who who the hell wouldn't want Skyrim in their pocket? Dude, I just saw a meme. I saw a meme that says, you know, it's one of those two-part memes where it says, has a voice that can kill dragons. Second part says, needs a key to open a wooden door. And I'm like, oh my god, I've never even thought of that. You can just shout down the doors. I know that has nothing to do with, like, the Switch versus VR. (laughs) Okay. But holy crap, it's the little things like that. I know there are a lot of new players that have come to Skyrim, and, you know, you notice little things like that that are like, what? Like the skeletons having boobs and (laughs) <laughs> yeah, all that well, stuff. It's always been one of the, the the big complaints I think of Skyrim is the lack of environmental destruction. That oh, there's a got... plenty of environmental destruction. Have you ever tried to place anything in a house? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like you can't over? like knock to open a door. You know, you have to lock pick the door. You can't just blast it down. Uh, you can't set fire it. to a how to to uh, the keep. I don't know if you've seen that that one thing no. I sent there. No. <laughs> so this is Environment's Worst Nightmare. It's one of the new um, oh, yeah. Assassin's Creed. The guy is looking at a library, holding the torch and lights of the library on fire, lights himself on fire. <laughs> Everything's burning down around him. Uh, you know, it, it's like, that's the kind of stuff that I think we're going to start seeing more of is environmental destructive capabilities on our characters. Um but Especially see, yeah. with the with these VR sets, that uh, people are going to demand it. That you have the power to kill dragons in the sky with your voice, but you can't knock down a door. Right. Okay. So 
let's 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 move this right into Elder Scrolls Six. All right, what what can these things teach us about about Elder Scrolls Six? What what do you think? Um, let, let's start with Liz on this one. I what? <laughs> I don't even know how to answer that because I'm I'm thinking about Skyrim. I don't know, like what what are you looking for on that? All right, let's let's go. Over... <laughs> Let's go to Mike then, and then maybe we'll we'll be able to kind of like you know sort of narrow it down a little bit because, um, I'm looking for for basically like features, but let's let's yeah we'll we'll start with Mike first, and then we'll. Well, I think the first we'll thing we're going to see is multi-format platforms. It's when it, when it comes out, it is not just going to okay. be PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. That yeah. we are going to it's going to come out with aspects of vr already built in or if not vr augmented reality um that can go with it that we're going to um um we're going to see it already built in having the capability of um the 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 mod support cross-platform that it's not going to be that you have to have a pc in order to be able to mod it that with the Bethesda.net and with um, uh, the Creation Club, that we're going to see all of these games coming out, whether they be on PC, Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, whatever the news platforms are going to be, they're going to be ready to go with those. And I think that's going to have to be standard nowadays. Yeah. I don't think that you're going to be able to release non-exclusive content uh the way they used to that it's going to have to be ready to go on all of the platforms uh, in multiple formats with VR built in capabilities with mobile capabilities with possibly even cross platform game save capabilities that uh, you know, you put down the controller on your PC. It's synced with your steam account and you pick up the controller downstairs with the Xbox. If you have the game on Xbox that you, your saved game will be there too. So let's let's go back to Liz. Um, so so as far as like features go, okay, um, for for Elder Scrolls Six, between what we've been talking about with what seems to work and not work for Skyrim VR, Skyrim Switch, Skyrim Survival Mode, especially like what you've been seeing with with Skyrim Special Edition, maybe even the Creation Club having having a, um, a you know the free mod interface as well for consoles. What do you think has been working for Skyrim, and and what do you think for Elder Scrolls Six? Just just based on the fact that Elder Scrolls Six is going to be like an open world action RPG, agnostic of story. We don't we don't know what that would be. We could speculate, but we have no idea what that would be. Um, what do you think? Some of these features sh- should how how should they either evolve or be incorporated into Elder Scrolls Six, or what do you think should be left out? I think that's kind of like what I'm looking for on this. Uh, well, uh, I don't even know because everything yeah. you just mentioned, except for I think the second thing, I can't remember what it was. Um, I just remember saying no, no in my head. <laughs> um, I think that that they're going to incorporate pretty much everything that they have with Skyrim because I think they're learning from you know the success, yeah. from what I understand has been a success um, of these new releases lately in the past two months. Um, I think they're going to incorporate those definitely, but I don't know about the cross-platform thing. I mean, remember, you know, back when Roger Rabbit came out and it was amazing that Disney worked with whatever Warner Brothers and people were amazed and then that never happened again. 
yeah. think that might happen with the consoles. Like <laughs> they might try it, but well, yeah. What do you what do you mean cross platform? Because um, you, you know you have. What are you referring to with cross-platform? Because I'm talking about like uh, when when Mike was talking about you know playing something like a PlayStation upstairs, pressing save or whatever, and going downstairs, and then using your Xbox or whatnot. That's what I'm thinking when I'm thinking cross-platform. No, that you know, it's a save I, in a cloud. I really that's what I'm yeah. thinking. Of. No, I really don't think that's going to happen at all. Yeah, um, um, being able to play the game on on one uh, either on your PC or your PlayStation and going and, and then picking that same game save up to to Xbox, I don't think that's gonna. Yeah, Mike, you you, you um, I, do you really think that's gonna happen? Oh yeah, I, yeah, I think it's going to. There's going to be a lot more cloud based stuff, and as long as you bought the game for each system, that uh, they don't care. They've got their money. I think they do care. I think the one thing that we've seen when it comes to, um, especially with Elder Scrolls Online, you know, Elder Scrolls Online, they'll they'll push out a release for PC and Mac, and then we've got to wait like two or three weeks before it comes out for PlayStation Four and, and Xbox. But I think one thing with place or with Elder Scrolls Online that a lot of people you know still are complaining um, is that uh, the you know the cross platform playability is just still not there like you can't we have our guild in the north american pc version and there's still people they want us to have a guild on playstation or guild on xbox and to actually play there and i think we're going to see you know as as these major game studios continue on that they're going to be like you know really pushing to have if they're they're the person has already purchased the game on whatever platform that they're going to be able to cr- play cross platform yeah. or they're going to be able to, um, to, to play their save game from single players on multi platforms that it's, it's not going to be just, right. Oh, I have a PlayStation. So thusly, this is my PlayStation save, but it's going to be, this is my save. Yeah. I hope, and I hope I'm going really to access it from a cloud-based server on whatever platform I have the game on. I hope you're right. However, I I, yeah. I don't with current cloud-based technology right now, I don't see I don't see this coming anytime soon. Um, especially with how proprietary everything is be, is becoming. I mean, you know, we're hoping for you know, um uh, we're hoping for 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 game saves agnostic of platform. Meanwhile, we're get, we're we're being sold, uh, you know, uh, uh, cell phone chargers for, uh, you know, uh, for your your Android phone versus your um, uh, your iPhone. your iPhone versus anything else uh, that are com- your it's a it's a goddamn cell phone charger for God's sakes, and and they're they're making that proprietary now um as well as all the um the new regulations that are coming through all not just our country but lots of different countries as far as how the internet is going to work in the future um this whole net neutrality thing the 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 future of the internet is going to be uh, basically what i think i think and this is i think this is extremely unfortunate but i think the future of the internet is going to become what we're seeing on on social media right now which is just um uh, social thought ghettos uh, that are completely broken up uh, in in different spaces, and and I I see the 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 um, the, the uh, very real border that exists between PlayStation players 
and Xbox players um, only getting uh, wider and not not thinner in, in the future because of this. To be fair, you did say in the future. Yeah. You, you don't know how long that is. Sure. Because we could be living 300 years in the future on the Enterprise and they would work together. <laughs> so, that, see, God, I should have been a lawyer. <clears throat> You, you think that you think that argument would win in a court of law? <laughs> yes, yeah. I do. Yeah. Well, uh, I respectfully disagree on both accounts. <laughs> <laughs> but um, like I, you know, going back to Mike's point, I hope you're right. Um, I really do. I just uh, I just see sort of like the way the the trade winds are blowing here, and I'm not sure how how Xbox, how Microsoft and Sony blow back differently with uh with any sort of um bottom line acquisition out of that or there could be a third party that comes along and uh just makes everything else obsolete or fourth party because there's a nintendo too okay so so if i can be obnoxious then hashtag 2012 and 2013 i mean that's exactly what 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 2012 and 2013 gaming was was where the hopes were at the time what happened to steam boxes what happened to all the GoFundMe programs for those? Um, but they've been doing that for years. Remember in the early '90s when they had all these different consoles. That's yeah. my point. That's my point. That is exactly my point. They've been doing this crap for years. Nothing ever gets done. It never gets done. What happened to Steam boxes? They're so expensive. They they you, you got to be a, a Rockefeller in order to you know comfortably game on one of their ridiculous systems. Um, I mean, uh, there there was a bunch of other like, um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, GoFundMe projects, right? For for like, whole um, for for systems that were created, and and those never went anywhere. Um, Mike, Rob, do you remember what I was talking? Even Lizzie, do you, do you guys remember what I'm talking about? With there was like one or two consoles, I think, that had GoFundMe projects. No. Yeah, I. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I I remember the Steam Box. Yeah. Uh, some some of the others escape me, but yes, I know what you're talking about. Um, I mean, Steam Box is still there. It's just not very prominent in, you know. I I, I guess in you know what you would refer to as mainstream gaming because yeah, it's, it's just yeah. It, because it's so goddamn expensive. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 you can't even consider it a, a hitter at all. I mean, it's it's barely. In the public, yeah, I mean, it was supposed to be a PC in console disguise, right? And they had they had different they had different types of Steam boxes, but I'm 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 more talking about like the um, the GoFundMe projects that there was there was one or two GoFundMe projects for consoles that were being created by by individuals. They were um, uh, in in. Uh, what do you call it? Indie developers that were making these things. I mean, we can't even remember the name of them anymore, for God's sakes. I mean, they just yeah. they just completely like died out. And Liz, I know that to me is almost ridiculous. Like, I mean, really, uh, uh, but I can see like a major corporation like Sony. You right. know, I know they make PlayStation, but if something else that that's huge like that um, coming up with a console, and but I mean. Right now, it seems like PlayStation and Xbox are so solid. Now, yeah. I could be wrong. No, you know, no, no, you're right. Something could happen. But really what we're seeing in the next 40 
years, I'm thinking maybe another console will come along. Uh, Nintendo will switch it like 50 times, and <laughs> that's what's going to happen. Uh, like seriously, Nintendo's still going to be there in I, some form. I think. Well, look, I, I agree with you that that eventually, it, I, I'm I'm going to you know I would say not maybe not 40 years, but d- definitely within the next within the next 15 to 20 years, I, I would say you're right. Uh, another console is going to probably come along and is going to to turn Sony and Microsoft's consoles I don't know. Oh, well, at least they'll give them you shaking your books. Or what I'm worried about is that every single big game, kind of like Skyrim, that has been so you know substantial, that they're going to come out with their own. Well, you have to buy this platform to play right. it. Oh my God, are the, you kidding me? The other thing too is that's there's, scary. There's a, as I like to call it, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna rein myself in here, guys. Okay, but I think this speaks to to many many different uh, many different thoughts here. The problem with Sony and Microsoft is that they're so big, they are so tremendous, okay? They they go to bed with government. And and like I said, this is... Oh. I, I, yes, I'm reining myself in here, okay? So I think when it comes to the possibility of, of another console coming out into the market in the next 15 to 20 years... When you're looking at, at, you know, Gigantor A and Gigantor B, which is, you know, Sony and Microsoft, not only do you have to come out with a product that is going to best them in a free marketplace, but now you have to come out with a product that likely is going to have to go around all of the legislation pitfalls and traps that are created by these companies with the various different um, governments they work with in the technology sectors between the Western world and, you know, the up and coming, um, you know, uh, um, Eastern European countries and certainly the, the Asian world. So I don't know the, the, when it comes to, when it comes to technology right now, the future does not look bright. It looks only darker and darker. And, um, you know, I'm hoping that, that maybe, you know, some sense and some sensibility kind of breaks through some of that, but I, I don't really know. And when it comes to what we get as consumers, all I see are fewer and fewer options. I walked into the Verizon store eight months ago and I was looking around. I'm like, geez, guys, really? It's the, 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 the difference now is, you know, the new iPhone and the new Sam, like, really? Where's all the competition? They're like shaking their, they're like, you know, shrugging their shoulders at me. I'm like, this is, this is an obvious freaking farce. Like what the fuck? Jesus. So I don't know. Um, I'm not going to get off in the weeds myself any further. I'm going to uh, allow my host to to kind of grab that uh, grab that that collar and pull me in back. Um, but I I hope I hope uh, I hope what you guys are saying are right. You know, especially Mike. I hope what you're saying about about you know cross platform. Right. That's that's the road here. Yep. We're, we're on cross platform. I hope you're right. I just you know for my own reasons, I just I just don't necessarily know. I mean, you know, it would be like me having my iPhone not being able to text you on an Android. Right, and that's what I really feel like. That's how it's been, with, yeah. And really, that's how I feel like a lot of gamers have been screaming and yelling. That's why you get fewer and fewer console exclusives coming out. I mean, one of the big debates they had, I think it was two years ago, is why why buy an Xbox? Why buy a PlayStation? There's no, there's less and less exclusives. You've got um, the Halo series from Microsoft. What does PlayStation have? And you know. 
I think that as you get less and less exclusives and everybody's carrying the same exact game, that the big thing is what other conveniences can you offer your con- your consumers? And one of them is I feel that if you have different, especially, I mean, how many times have we bought Skyrim now? I mean, it's getting ridiculous, <laughs> you know, and the fact that, you know, I can't yeah. play my save game from my PlayStation on my computer, yeah. but I can play, you know, the one on my computer on any computer that I have because it, it's on the, um, uh, the steam account. It, it's like, it's that kind of thing. It's like me not being able to text you because you're on an Android yeah. and I'm on an iPhone. Is that really and, and like, I, is that really a foreign thing for us though? I mean, when you, you, you can, you can FaceTime, right? Yep. On an iPhone, but you can't FaceTime me. No, but there are other. Um, what's the one here? I can't remember what it is because I don't ever use ever use any of these. So, so Android has the Duo. I can. Yeah. I can Duo, which you know, there we've got a we've got a sergeant that uh, I like to make fun of a little bit at work, and uh, I kind of use that that app with him a little bit and just tell him, oh, Sarge, no problem. We'll just I we'll just Duo each other, and he just looks at me. And but like you know like i have discord and i have Teamspeak on my phone on my computers it's it's these kind of little nuanced things that are like i can't believe that you two are still acting like children why can't i play with playstation players uh while i'm playing with my xbox if we're playing elder scrolls online or why can't i you know keep a saved game on a cloud system that I just access through a LinkedIn community uh, off of the piece of hardware that you offer. Right. All right. Well, well, I'll leave you. I'll leave Mike with the last word on that. But um, I, and again, hopefully, I, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Um, so, so a big, a big check mark here for yes, Elder Scrolls Six should include multi-platform enablement. Okay. We should have. We would like to have for Elder Scrolls Six multi-platform support where we can play on on a playstation and we can pick up the same thing on an xbox and then we can pick up the same thing on the on the pc and and i would like to see um moving into the vr realm and the handheld realm i would like to see that uh, if that does come out occur for for virtual reality and for for handheld systems such as hopefully you know whatever uh nintendo feels like coming out in the future with with handheld systems on release i mean not yeah. like you know six years later <laughs> right, let's uh, let's lead off on uh, this next one here with with rob because uh, we haven't heard from him in a while um so so rob on on all the things that we've been talking about and maybe you want to move this into into something else too um with elder scrolls 6 and all of the things that that we've seen um and we, we've talked about this evening with with uh, skyrim vr what do you think well i mean with elder scrolls 6 i mean the sky's the limit um, and I know that's very cliche, but uh, it, it's true. With with the many, many different releases of Skyrim that we have seen over the past year, um, you know, I, I think that what Bethesda is doing is they are kind of testing the waters of various uh, functions and uh, and platforms that they want to incorporate into Elder Scrolls Six. Um, I mean, I mean, of course, you know, VR and, and the Switch are a great thing. Uh, they're, you know, they're certainly uh, a, a brand new audience for uh, for the players to experience the game. But 
Uh, I also think that, uh, I mean, specifically for VR, uh, I think this might be a way that they can just kind of test the waters and see, is this, is this something that we want to invest our time and money into? Um, same thing with the switch. Uh, the, the, you know, the, the possibility of a, you know, cross platform. Yeah. That'd be great, but I'm not going to hold my breath on that. Uh, yeah, I'd that's, like... and, and, and that's, that's honestly what I, what I think they're doing. Um, because yeah, they, they have released the game multiple times, uh, you know, since the initial launch. And, uh, I think that, I think that it means that they have a lot of ideas for Elder Scrolls six and not just Elder Scrolls six, but the potential for fallout five, uh, you know, the new doom Two, like all this type of stuff They you know, that they're, they're trying to put these, uh, it's, it, it's almost like an experiment. They want to see, What's going to sell? What do the players want? And they want to give that to the players. Yeah. Can can you imagine they release Elder Scrolls 6? This is the first time they did VR or on the Switch and it failed. Yes. Oh, that, I think, might kill the series. So you have to start with one of the most popular games of all time um, and try that out. And that's exactly what Rob is talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That is That is what I think they are doing. Yeah, a little a little market research. Yeah. Yep, and I'm glad it went well, or is going well, as far as I know. It, it seems to be. And here here's a question. Let's let's throw this out here. Um, I'll throw out the question. I'll throw out the obvious counter counter question that we we likely would get with this through our, through emails. It's this: Elder Scrolls Six comes out. PC, Mac, PlayStation, Xbox. Okay. Does it come out with a sister console like VR or Switch at the same time? Or does it come out with both at the same time? Handheld Elder Scrolls 6 and handheld uh, or handheld Elder Scrolls 6 and Elder Scrolls 6 for the VR, as well as PC, Mac, PlayStation, Microsoft. So that's the question. I think the obvious counterpoint is why the why the or why not both at the same time? But let's let's throw this over to Rob. What what do you what do you think here? Well, I mean, I, I when it comes to a PC release, obviously, it, it all comes back to the uh, you know, the, the parent company that that owns these these platforms. Uh, obviously, uh, with with PC uh, and any type of VR system that um, you know, it, it's just going to be run through uh, you know through a Windows system, uh, maybe Mac, possibly, but I'm not going to hold my breath on that either. Uh, right. And and some form of VR technology, whether it is Oculus or or, or some other brand, um, with xbox and playstation you have that same thing where it has to go through these damn filters uh i would love to see everything be released all at once but in in r&d that just doesn't happen well it's a very real possibility when when you when you think of the fact that um zenimax not not 
not Zoss, but Zenimax, the parent company that owns both Bethesda and Zoss, um, has also acquired an entire studio that's that's dedicated to creating virtual reality games. Hmm. Yeah. Strokes beard. Exactly. It's not impossible. In in fact, <clears throat> it seems as if uh, Zenimax is propping up their their uh, Bethesda to create Elder Scrolls Six and port it to VR at the same time. Now, if Nintendo or any other game system comes out with a handheld version of their system, such as you know the the PlayStation. Go or Uranus, Uranus, whatever. I know there's this Vita. The, I think I don't know if the Vita's. I don't know. I know that I know that PlayStation's got a handheld system. Whether it's after the, the Switch, they will. Whether it's the, they they have it now. Um, I just don't. I forgot what it's they called. But it's yes yeah, the yes yeah, the Vita. It's the Vita, right? Yep, it's the Vita. The, so they got uh, so so PlayStation's got its freaking Velveeta shell, shells and cheese and um <laughs> Nintendo's got this is a dumb joke. <laughs> And Nintendo's got the Switch. Um, I, I mean, if they decide to create another, you know where I'm going with this, all right? If they could yep. do the freaking handheld shit, they will do it. And at the same time, they don't have to wait a long time to create uh, to pump out a VR because they've got they've got a company. They own a company that can do that. So it's not impossible to see that they could pump out a regular version that we've known and love, a handheld version that looks like the gaming industry is moving to, and a VR version that that looks like they're they're trying to build up. Well, let me ask you this question. Yeah. Uh, as you said, you know, you're, you know, you know, the next generation down uh, from you doesn't have consoles, and they were playing on, you know, their phones and mobile stuff like that. And especially with a lot of these touchscreen uh, laptops that are out there, <laughs> yeah. do you think that, you know, that could be something that they're also possibly looking at that that generation, my daughter's generation, Rob's kids' generation. All of them are, you know, we're the old fuddy-duddies who have a PC and, you know, worrying about PlayStation versus Xbox. Many of these kids play games on their phones all day long. You're absolutely yeah. right. I really think that the so phones are going to be able reality. to be the Switch. Yeah, I, I really see augmented reality being more along the lines of than, you know, a, a watered-down console like the Switch is. Yeah. Yeah, I I think there's yes, I, I, that is that is a very serious, um, that is a very serious concern I think for the gaming industry going forward. But but Liz had a comment here. I, I didn't quite hear it though. What what, what did you say? No, I was absolutely agreeing. I'm yeah. saying eventually your phone or and or iPad or whatever they come out that's not i related, um, uh, is going to become like a switch you're going to be play, able to play your games on your phone i'm not saying this is for skyrim 6 or not skyrim 6 i'm saying this is for games in general yeah that your phone is going to be able to play these games and then you can switch to a larger tv right. or monitor whatever yeah um that's i really think that's what's going to be happening it might have to be you liz you you might be right you might have the that might be the answer here for for what the problem that that mike is talking about now, I don't think this is going to be a problem for Elder Scrolls 6. It might be an Elder, a problem for Elder Scrolls 8. Um, but but definitely, I think Elder Scrolls 6 needs to start concerning itself with shit. Should there be some kind of mobile app that interfaces with Elder Scrolls 6? Um, you know, VR or not, um, handheld or not, 
Um, we're never without our phone. In, in fact, most I, I think if you pulled if you pulled people in the United States, I would think uh, no less than ninety percent of people would say they'd rather lose their 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 wallet with all their credit cards in it than lose their phone. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, because I literally pick up my phone and can call. I can pick up my phone, call my credit card companies, and cancel my credit cards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it takes yeah. a little more to 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 get uh, Verizon to close down and wipe my phone from a distance. Right, and and that's that's an area worth exploring when it comes to um, monetizing your 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 product in different ways. Is 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 the uh, the cell phone? the uh the tablet you know some sort of handheld device so so and liz you might be right you know it, it might be where as as technology increases with with mobile technology we might see these these games coming out for the mobile and plugging into the tv and consoles just just finding their their natural end because they can't compete with that in the marketplace I mean, you've already got Apple TV and many of the apps on your, you know, on your right. Apple phone. If you click that little button in in the bottom corner and you have an Apple TV, it automatically projects whatever you're watching yep. onto the Apple TV. It, we're not that far away where if these have enough power behind them, whether they be a small gaming laptop that serves as a, pretty much a hard drive for it to run off of with touchscreen technology or plug-in or wireless technology for a, a controller to the point that, you know, that generation is not going to want to invest in a large gaming PC or, you know, a Xbox or a PlayStation that they want their, their mobile pad or phone that they can then project to the large screen TV. All right. Um, here, I'm going to ask the question of myself. What can elder scrolls six learn from Skyrim VR, Skyrim switch, Survival survival mode, creation club. Okay. Elder Scrolls Six. Do have a VR mode, but do not think that it's going to be the uh, the one. The, do not think that it's going to be the one mode that all of your gamers will will interface with you on. That might be for um, Elder Scrolls 7 or maybe even for uh, Elder Scrolls 8. But for Elder Scrolls 6, do have a VR mode, but do not think that people are going to buy Elder Scrolls 6 simply for VR. Do have a handheld mode, but don't think that most people are going to be playing it handheld all the time. The convenience of 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 you being uh, in in the palms of many hands is is going to be a, a very very hot uh, commodity for sure. Um, but remember that I I fell in love with you uh, sitting on my couch or sitting in front of my computer where I'm, I'm most comfortable. Um, just because I can, I can have you in my hands on, on the cab ride to work or on a long drive or in a cabin, uh, while visiting friends and family, uh, far away from my home on vacation doesn't mean that I most prefer you Elder Scrolls six to be in front of my computer or in my console. 
Uh, Creation Club. You have a you have a place in Elder Scrolls Six, but you need to uh, you need to clean up your act. Um, you need to you need to sh you need to build your um, you need to you need to build your consumer confidence, and you need to build your your um, your con your consumer uh, uh, well being. I, I should say how how people how people view you. Because right now, um, you're looked at kind of like the devil, but not nearly as bad. And I think that needs to change because you've got a lot of wonderful things you can offer. And you've got a lot of crap that you offer too. So you need to you need to work on that when it comes to Elder Scrolls Six. Otherwise, I think, um, I think the Creation Club should stay the hell away from Elder Scrolls Six. When it comes to Skyrim Special Editions mods, um, absolutely, Elder Scrolls Six. Pick that up. Pick up mods for the consoles, Elder Scrolls Six, and don't ever, ever, ever push it away from you. One of the things that I have learned from, from podcasting about Skyrim and, and Elder Scrolls Online, but certainly Skyrim, is I hear from the community, yeah, but you guys get mods. And I hear that from console players. Yeah, but you guys get mods. I need this in my life because you don't know how what I'm going through. You, you don't know... You don't know what it's like to be me because because I, I I've just been playing Skyrim for all this long and, and you don't know what it's like because you guys get mods. Elder Scrolls Six, don't you dare come out and not have mods that that people can can um, upload to you and download for free for free. Not the same. Console commands, Elder Scrolls Six. That might be something on on consoles. You may want to be able to. Uh, you may want to. You may want to add. It's not um, called PC commands. Come on. <laughs> if you're if you're able to, if you're able to, console commands are very important and a lot of fun to to sort of uh, derp around with on the PC and and on the Mac. And if if consoles will allow you, Elder Scrolls Six, you should include console commands. This idea of environmental damage that that came up, I think, is is fun to explore and maybe do that. Um, Dear Elder Scrolls Six, I would say, learn from Fallout Four. Um, have have settlement building if you if you must have settlement building, leave it as an option. If you must have a voice protagonist, leave it as an option. The more options you add, the better you are. However, the more you force me to engage in things I don't want to engage in, that does not make me feel like I'm playing a trumped-up version of Arena or Daggerfall or even my beloved Morrowind and, and Oblivion. The less I like you, Elder Scrolls Six. Those are some of the things I think that Elder Scrolls Six can learn from from Skyrim VR and, and Switch and, and survival mode. And but have a survival mode. That's the one thing I missed. Have a survival mode, Elder Scrolls Six, but don't force it down my throat. Have it as an option. Yes. What do you think, folks? Anyone? Sounds like a good credit or a good gift card to me. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Maybe Santa will deliver that under your tree this year. Yay! <laughs> and I know that 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 Bethesda is is going to be paying attention. Uh. As I said earlier, I honestly think that a lot of these, uh, a, a lot of these re-releases of Skyrim are an experiment. They they want to see what the players want, so they can give the players what they want. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, does anyone have any uh, have any closing thoughts before we get into uh, a little bit of this and that? Lore and emails and whatnot? I got nothing. Got nothing? No? Liz? Mike? There is no Liz. Only Zool. Only Zool. <laughs> um, Liz, are you there? Did you mute yourself? I'm, or? I'm here. You here? Okay. All right, uh, let's move on, folks. Um, that was a that was a really great discussion. I think we did very very well, and uh, appreciate you guys uh, sort of weighing in for for everything that we did. Uh, Mike, this week yes. is Tamriela holidays. So this week the Warriors Festival, Sun's Dust the twentieth, the Warriors Festival in Daggerfall. Most. All of the local warriors, spell swords, rogues come to the equipment stores and blacksmiths where all weapons are half price. Unfortunately, the low prices also tempt many an untrained boy to buy his first sword, and the normally quiet city of Daggerfall streets ring with amateur skirmishes. This really sounds like what's going on when they release dueling. <laughs> <laughs> The king has pardoned most of these ruffians in the past, but has promised to be less merciful this year. In Daggerfall, this is also the summoning day for Mehrun's Dagon. Wow, that's a double whammy. Give boys a sword and call for Mehrun's Dagon? Oof. It's like you're asking to be deposed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, we then skip... Uh, most of the rest of this point in time here is fairly devoid of holidays. It's not until we get to Evening Star the 15th where we get Northwind's Prayer. A holiday reverently observed by the temples as Northwind's Prayer. It is a thanksgiving to the gods for a good harvest and a mild winter. Some years, like this one, the harvest was not particularly good and the winter unseasonably harsh in Daggerfall. This is the king's... But as the king's is fond of saying, it could be much worse. The temple offers all their services and blessings, cures, and healing for half the donations usually requested. So pretty much, what, 20 days after they're given swords, they're then given healing for half price? <laughs> <laughs> I think so, that that might have been a necessity holiday. <laughs> I know, but they probably should have moved it up then. I like <laughs> 21st of Sun's Dawn, Dusky. <laughs> That's right. Well, uh, Evening Star is uh, is not too not too far away. Um, what in two days from now it'll, it'll be Evening Star. Yeah. So so uh, hopefully hopefully we'll uh, hopefully we'll be back before before uh, Northwind's prayer begins. I'm sure we will. Oh but, yeah. But uh, I've been working on a classic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've got, I don't think I've shared the notes yet. Uh, it's going to be the last one in our Nord series. Aha! Uh -huh, very nice. Well, I look forward to hearing that. <laughs> look forward to that because it's been a while since we've had, we we've been able. Yeah, there's able. There's been a lot going on in my life, so uh, yeah. that's why I haven't been around much. But uh, hopefully, as things start to even out a little bit, mm -hmm. uh, we'll get back to a normal recording schedule with classic and things like that. Ah, yes. Well, uh, those of you who are here for for to hear. Uh, my friend Jazzledar put together the tea leaves and, and gaze into Aetherius. You're in for a treat this week as I am sitting across the table from my good friend. Jazzledar, how are you doing? Yes, yes, yes. Pause together for everyone. Uh, thank you. Ah, thank, yes. So Jazzledar, my good friend, instead of 
uh, divining everyone's uh, uh, fortunes from Ethereus, I asked, maybe perhaps I'd be a little bit selfish and maybe ask if you could read my paw. Read your paw? Yes, yes. Well, Don't let's touch see. The you have five claws. So that is a good start. Ah, that's good. So I, I have a dual claw there this one. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Very good that you have five, all five claws. Yes. That means right. you have not been playing with weapons that you should not be playing with in Daggerfall. No, and but the middle, claw. the middle pad is very tender. Be very careful with the middle pad. Oh, okay. Yes. So let let us see here. So ah, your, your 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 lifeline it goes and, this way. Aha, uh-huh, yeah. And and your 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 riches line goes oh. right to my pocket. Oh my goodness, uh, that's a that's so, a, okay. Is, is that the truth? But. It looks like we favor strong emotions and oh. high sensitivity, especially to very humanistic notions. So you must stop hanging around with these these stupid humans. Yes, you must, skins you are must all... return to your oh, own right. kind, Brego. Oh yeah, uh, because otherwise you start walking out all on two legs too often. Don't I know? Uh, you you should also you know have a strong desire for a change in your personal life. And maybe change your litter box more often, too. Oh, this is very true, guys. Sometimes I feel like stealing things, and other times I feel like bashing things with a, with a, with a, uh, a shield. Oh, that is no good. Oh. Yeah, do not be bashing things with a shield. That could be from the shave skin. I'd be around them too long. I'd be with yeah. more my Alfie more, more often. Yeah. Try let's, a let's shovel. <laughs> <laughs> or Riargo! How are you, my friend Riargo? Argo is good, my friend. Oh, it's I good. trust. I trust Argo. A shovel is far more effective than shield. Oh, shit. Plus, you can use it to scoop the poop out at the same time. Oh, this is very be- true. Oh. I believe the Altimer call it momentum. <laughs> okay, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> that's wonderful. <laughs> So, Jazzledar, what should I do tomorrow? I have a very big uh, dance to go to. There's a, a birthday my friend is having. She says, oh, it's going to be so wonderful. You come, my friend, you come. I go, I don't know if I can make it. It's a, you know, it's a little too big. I, you know, I just can't. I, I got fur all over me. I don't really have a tuxedo. She's like, no, no, come, come. What should well, I well, do? Well, it is a good thing that you, you would ask an older person's advice. That is always a good start. Yes. It helps solve many issues. Ah, yes. Because you can learn from the wisdom of your elders. Indeed. Although sometimes they are so old that they need you to treat their food. That oh. is not a good thing. No, not uh, find someone else to ask if that is the case. Oh, yeah. But is this friend asking you to bring a gift? That is the next question. No. Okay, well then you do not have to worry. You'll be taking a gift with you, I assume, because you are Khajiit. Yes. Okay, good. So then I would suggest you go. Spend all of your time, though, in the kitchen looking for the... The moon sugar, wherever the, this friend hides it. Oh, I have because that, that is where it will be. And then, ah. don't overstay your welcome. You are not living at that house. That is another thing. Okay. When you are done, make sure you leave a poop in the corner. Then you could leave. Yes. That way, you've marked your territory. So now it's, you can come back anytime you want. Yes. It's, shave, it's customary for shaveskins to poop in the corner and not in the sand. I understand. They even they have, have their own room for pooping. I do not understand it. Right? I know. It's so funny. Riargo. They have their own They have their own uh, rooms for the poop. In, in, not in the sand, but in the, in the water. Riargo finds this peculiar. Riargo will still use three. Very peculiar indeed. 
You know, if you poop in the in the water, how do you drink it? I don't know. I don't drink after I poop in the shaveskin water. Exactly. Rargo drink upstream. Very good. Very See, Rargo, he is a very smart Khajiit too. Good. Thank you. Thank you, Jazelda. Thank you, Riago, for coming and, and giving, divining my my uh, fortune, if you can call it that. Well, yes. now, your, your your money line, it has to go right to my pocket. Remember that. Oh, yes, yes. No problem. Here is. Okay. Here is. <laughs> <laughs> that was all improv, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <I'm... laughs> this is what happens when, I, when I, I say, do we have notes? And I'm told, no, we don't have notes. No, I'm like, notes. oh, crap. <laughs> Just I get it. what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe, this, uh, maybe this is the point where I just apologize for not having notes this week. But here's the thing, guys. All right. After spending um, – after being awake for 30 hours on Thanksgiving <laughs> and then, and then you know, going into back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, um, you know, working and then, and then streaming until 6 a.m., I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I got home yesterday from work and I'm like, I am not, I should, but I am not writing notes. There's nothing going on in Elder Scrolls Online. We we need to have this conversation about VR, Switch, and survival mode, and we could just freaking wing that shit. Like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> this is bullshit. I'm not doing this. So that's why we don't have any notes, folks, and, um, and hopefully um, it's okay. I don't know, but but I don't know if Liz is over there quietly cringing or quietly chuckling. I, I can't. Um, I'm quiet. Great. <laughs> Maybe we should just not put this out. <laughs> I don't know. Her comment earlier about you know the blood on the ice quest. I think definitely <laughs> go out. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. All right, folks. Good thing that I hit the mute button too. I'm, I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. Well, um, we've got a couple emails that we want to get to before we uh, close out the show, uh, which uh, this one comes from Brian Dowd, who says, I've been enjoying the show for a while now. I liked your recent discussion on how holidays can be improved. Excuse me, how, how holidays can be improved. I agree, since the world feels a little stale without the visual trappings of a holiday. If it wasn't for the occasional witch's cauldron and some skull rewards, I wouldn't know that a holiday event was going on. Overall, ESOTR has a little for everyone, and there's always something interesting that comes up in conversation. Thanks, and keep up the interesting discussions. Maldavin on the US Mega Server. So thank you, Maldavin. Um, appreciate Yay. that. Yeah. Yes. Good to know that uh, you you definitely agreed. Um, this one uh, comes from comes from uh, a, 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 a person who, who emails quite often to the show. Is Sin the Conductor? Yay! Yes. Uh, who says, uh, hey everybody, Sin here. I was thinking about the Nazim challenge for Skyrim survival mode, and I decided to really think outside the box. Thanks for such a fun challenge. Here it goes. Buckle up, folks. <laughs> My Imperial, quote, gentleman vampire, Sin. I encountered Nazim in the streets as he began to make comments about the Cloud District. He truly had no idea who he was talking to. Did he confuse me with that lackey, Sigurd, or the preacher, who never seems to shut up? There were at least 73 ways I could kill him right here in the square with my little finger alone, but no. That'd be too easy, too 
merciful. I decided to watch Nazim as he went about his day. It was then I realized he was a liar. He did not get to the Cloud District at all. He lives in the upper room of the drunken huntsman for all places. Now was the time to act. I, I followed him to his quarters when he had finally made, my, made up my mind as to what to do to him. I used my powers of the night to enthrall the once proud Nazim. He was reduced to a walking blood bag for my use, but lo, my vengeance was not complete, not yet. And it was then that my gaze shifted to Alam, Nazim's wife. I considered draining every last drop from her veins as Nazim stood helpless watching, but that wouldn't be right. I pulled out my blade, cut my palm, and forced-fed Alam my, my blood. She would become my loyal servant in undeath. As Nazim stood there, unable to move, I commanded his former wife, my new vampiric servant, to feed on the wretch. Every last drop. It was glorious, I must admit. I do not physically, I do not typically follow these flights of fancy. Such things are for mortals. But I have to admit, I'm glad he's dead. And that comes from Sin the Conductor. <laughs> um, we need to call a counselor. <laughs> um, no, no, we don't. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's probably advised. Um, no, no, no. He's good. It's called fantasy for a reason. <laughs> That's okay. A- uh, I, I gotta, I gotta be honest. That that was some. Uh, I I had a, I had a huge laugh. Both Rob and I were reading this together, and we were laughing all the way on this one. We we're like, "Holy crap!" <laughs> yep, I, I believe I said that that is quite possibly the best death of Nazim I have ever, ever heard. Absolutely hilarious. Yeah, it's it's. Death I by mean, Wagro. T- <laughs> terrifying. My <laughs> Wagro. Wagro. Wow. Um. Okay, so this one comes from Musclehead, uh, who emails often, and uh, he says, Hello and greetings, Avarin and crew. Uh, I have an idea for for the format of the next Elder Scrolls Off the Record episode. Since Skyrim came relevant again with both the Switch and VR releases, I think it would be fun to listen to a Skyrim OTR-esque show where you guys bring back the original format of the show with the bumpers and stuff. Thanks for the entertaining idea. May your le- road lead to warm sands. Oh, shit. Well. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is the part where we guess what that was. Thank God. Thank God that no longer had wine in it. <laughs> <laughs> Bad break Bad. <laughs> <laughs> Mayor Road leads warm sands. Musclehead 007. So, nice. um, Musclehead, hopefully you're, you've enjoyed the show. Um, I will not, however, be able to uh, to add in the bumpers, but thank you. Uh, hopefully, uh, thank you for the idea. Um, I think it was. Uh, I think we. I, don't know, I think we did very good. What do you guys? What do you guys think? I think we good. did well. I think we did all right today. Maybe a little bit off the rails, but uh, we did well. I had fun. Yeah. I agree. I agree. 
All right, guys. Uh, well, that is uh, that is the show such as it is. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. And uh, thank you for, for emailing us, everyone. Um, we should be back next week with either uh, Classic or Elder Scrolls Off the Record. We'll, uh, we'll let you know on Twitter. At Elder Scrolls OTR is where you can follow us. Um, you can also follow our, our hosts. You can follow Liz at Mistress underscore LeBeau. Rob is at uh, Rage Philosophy. And Mike is at KDR Mickey. And uh, we'll end the show with uh, some final thoughts, starting with Mike. Uh, if you want to send me a switch, I won't say no. <laughs> <laughs> and Rob. Uh, if you want to send me an Oculus Rift and a copy of Skyrim VR, um, I won't complain. And Liz. I can't get you guys either of those things. But, but, but chocolate. <laughs> You're getting chocolate, okay? You're getting oh. chocolate. Mike's getting chocolate. Yay. It's birthday too. Yay, chocolate. Yay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Big thanks as to everyone. Not ch- chef's chocolate salty balls were good. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> chocolate salty balls. Big thank you to everyone who's been uh, who's been listening, downloading, and subscribing to us on uh, iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Uh, as well as right here on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash network. Thank you to everyone who joined us in the uh, chat room today. Take care, everyone. Be safe. And as always, may the foos be with you.